Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pot Strickland. I'm your host, Shwini Poon. It's episode 350. Wow, what an occasion. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Prez. That is at underscore Prez at that on Twitter. Prez, how are you doing on this Tuesday evening? Uh, I don't know. We're in the middle of this weird mid-season vacation for the Knicks where they played, like, 11 games in, like, five days and now have, like, five days off somehow. So it's I'm happy they get to rest. I'm going to use this time to uh, be a draft sicko and just uh, get into some some players that you surely don't need to know about for another few months. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that you'll have fun doing that. I will not be doing anything related to the draft, hopefully at any point um, this season, because if that happens, that would probably mean that the Knicks completely shit the bed and uh, underperform expectations um so hopefully it doesn't come to that so you have fun doing that prez uh i will be eating a lot of food maybe imbibing um some spirits oh, i'm doing uh, all that at the same time awesome well you multitask i will not uh we are joined by uh not a first time guest but first time in a long time his name is jack borman you can follow him on twitter at jrborman13 he is the editor-in-chief of Canis Hoopus, which is the... Is that still SB Nation? Or is it like... Yeah, SB Nation's uh, Timberwolves blog. Jack, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Oh, wow. Are you good? Wow. I wonder why. What's yeah. You know, Michigan's going to be Ohio State on, on Saturday. <laughs> That's why I'm good. Uh, pretty hard to start, start off with. Um, America's yeah. team, man. The the Michigan Wolverines and, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. America's two teams. Gotta love it. Yeah, and and honestly, the only reason the Timberwolves won yesterday is because they knew Tibbs' playbook um, from his time in Minnesota. It's the only reason. And we haven't had a chance to sue them yet, like we have the Raptors. Correct. Yeah, you Correct. think you get ten million out of the out of the Raptors? Just wait and see what you can get out of the Timberwolves. Yeah, maybe we'll get like a dollar. Maybe a dollar from whatever A-Rod has left over in his bank account. All right. Before we get started, I do make a few announcements. The first thing that Strickland has on Instagram, check that out. That is at the Strickland and Strick.land on Instagram. Posting all kinds of new content on there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this podcast. If you are and you've not done so already, please hit like, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. That would be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise, which you can find on our website. You can find that at www.thestrick.land. There's a link that will take you to the merchandise store. You can find all kinds of cool stuff on there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, coffee mugs, water bottles, you name it. We got it. Again, you can find that on our website. Strickland also has a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There's a six-star tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland's podcast that I host every Friday Friends. You also get access to Takes from Obvious Bozos, our newest podcast that is hosted by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, alongside Zach Blatter. You also get access to the Strickland Discord, where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There's a $9 here that gets you access to Strict and All My Soul, Pod by Rant and Ravens, Make You More. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. And now you get access to Strictly NFL, our newest podcast, which is an NFL podcast. If you didn't figure that out already, that is hosted by Constantine Metricos and Jeffrey Rasmussen, who you'll be familiar with from the rundown. 
there. For the tiers, there's a $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, $100 tier. It's going to variety of additional benefits. Like, listen, pod recordings, merchandise, discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast. Alongside yours, truly one day, whether you choose to subscribe or not, and this will be possible without you, and this will be possible without Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that, that it's played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to the BetOnline app today, and remember to use our promo code BELIEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Um, the next loss to the Timberwolves, I've talked about this twice already. We don't need to talk about that game. I am interested in talking about the Timberwolves, though. Um, a team who uh, famously made uh, a trade last year that was widely lauded um, and uh, praised by the masses, including myself, who always saw the vision and always believed in Rudy Gobert, uh, just a media darling and a darling of NBA fans globally, I think you could say. Right, Jack? That's right. I mean, anytime you say Draymond Green's a clown, I think that earns you some uh, <laughs> some uh, some love around the league. Um, let alone when you say it three times in the same soundbite. So, uh, especially with yeah, that action, you've, you know? you've got that. Yeah, makes it even better. Honestly, more charm the better. Um, so you've you've got that. Uh, you've got that that corner covered. Uh, so okay, look, going back to that trade, uh, I think at the time, I don't know if you were like actually defending it or if you were like doing like the thing that i'm very familiar with as a knicks fan is like talking myself into defending the thing that they did um but you were zach randolph and eddie curry together yeah how could it possibly not work (laughs) this will work these guys are dominant inside forces the game is won in the trenches um but obviously last year was kind of a mess in a lot of ways um this year at least initially, what the Wolves are, are they 9-3? and three? Is that correct? 10-3, right? and three. first ten in the West. Three. Okay, first in the West, 10-3. and three. Um, The defense is great. The offense is definitely improving as the season has gone on. It looks really good the last few games. Um, what has changed? And is it merely just like Rudy's healthy and Cat's back and now they're familiar playing with each other? Or is there more here than, you know, just that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of the surface level answer, answer, and certainly that that fits as um, you know as a suitable answer. But I, I think just diving a little beneath the surface, I think that um, you know when you think back to um, you know training camp last year, uh, Rudy Gobert didn't really participate very much because of a lingering knee issue from uh, Eurobasket. Carl uh, Anthony Towns was in the hospital um, and was was very sick with some type of you know, autoimmune, uh, something or another that, that caused him to lose a bunch of weight. Um, D'Angelo Russell was um, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, so there was that. And then, um, you know, guys like Kyle Anderson were new. Um, and, and so, and the Wolves didn't have a guy like uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And so there just wasn't a whole lot of familiarity uh, in training camp, which really hurt this team. Um, and then you, you throw in the injuries and all the rest of it. Fast forward to this year. Um, every single player on the roster was completely healthy for the entirety of training camp, uh, which was uh, really important. Um, Jaden McDaniels missed a little bit of time near the end of the preseason, but again, that was kind of after training camp was over. So, you know, I think when you are able to roll back pretty much um, uh, the entirety of the rotation uh, with the with the exception of Shake Milton, I mean, who's who's your ninth man? So it's not like 
you know, you're reinventing the wheel in any way, um, that's certainly going to help. Wow. And uh, Jordan McLaughlin erasure. Yeah, well, he Shane wasn't in the rotation. In the game he wasn't yesterday, rotation, and so. that shit was like a whack guest appearance in the show. I was like, "Oh shit, it's Shake Milton." I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, and so so Shake's taken or kind of needed a little bit of time to to find his footing. But but I think when you you roll back pretty much the entirety of the rotation and have kind of that whole on ramp, they got an extended you know training camp because they went over to Abu Dhabi um, and and played the Mavericks a couple times in that NBA cash grab. Um, you know, I, I think that that certainly helps. Uh, and, and then you also think about the fact, too, that, um, you know, Anthony Edwards came in in fantastic shape as a result of playing for Team USA, which was uh, a problem last year. He came in pretty overweight um, and, and that took him a while to kind of get into the flow of playing this season. And, and he hit the ground running right away this season. So um, there are just a lot of things that, that went the Timberwolves away. And, um, and most importantly, so far, the Timberwolves have been healthy. Like Jaden McDaniels, I think, missed the first game of the season or the first two games of the season. Um, but other than that, every single you know Timberwolves player that, that's been in the rotation has been healthy um, up until, obviously, McDaniels um, turning his ankle. Um, and, I, and just as we started recording, the Timberwolves put out a statement saying that McDaniels will miss uh, two to three weeks with that, that ankle sprain. So. Well, at least he didn't punch a fire extinguisher this time. A wall, actually, a concrete wall. Sorry, I was mixing him up with the. A, uh... I was mixing him up with the Mari Stoudemire. Yeah, that yeah did, they didn't do that. <laughs> and the Pelicans serious? game eighty two of the season last I to- year. I totally, mem- I totally memory hold that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you right. fouled out, I think, and that, or he got called for, or it was his third foul, I think, early in the second <laughs> quarter, and he kind of went down the tunnel. And in Jaden's defense, there's like a lot of space in the front part of the tunnel, and then in the back part of it, the, there's a lot of space in between, like the curtain yeah and the so there's a lot of like air behind that curtain and then when you go far enough back there is a hard ass cinder block wall that is right there and Jaden caught it like right on the corner of the cinder block wall um did not play in the playoffs because of it this was also the same uh this was the rudy gobert kyle anderson game right that is correct both incidents happened in the same (laughs) game so both happened in the the first same quarter i think both happened in the second quarter. Didn't they end up winning that game too? They did. Mike Conley <laughs> gave a Herb Brooks miracle speech in uh, the locker room to rally the troops, and uh, Anthony Edwards played out of his goddamn mind, and the Timberwolves somehow, somehow, some way won that game. And uh, yeah, so, um, so I, I obviously Ant's playing great. Cat uh, has picked it up. I think in the last seven games, he's really picked it up. Uh, and then Rudy's just been really, really like you, he's playing like the guy that you anticipated when you traded for him, obviously. Uh, Conley's knocking down his threes. All this stuff is good. The, the starting lineup is kind of like great. And Nikhail Alexander Walker has been a really nice positive for you guys off the bench. Are you, cause this is what I was thinking when I was watching the game yesterday. Um, really good. Everything is solid, but I was like, do you still feel like you could use a little bit more pop off the bench in terms of scoring, or are you kind of satisfied with where this thing is at the moment? At this moment, yeah. Or if there's other areas that you're like, this team had the foundation is strong now, provided we're healthy. Like, what are, get greedy? Like, what are you looking for addition wise? Whether it's from current players or or guys in the G League, like my son Leonard Miller, or other free or the guys you could trade for. Like, where are you at? Yeah, I think where I'm at is that, you know, the Timberwolves have very limited, you know, guard scoring beyond Anthony Edwards. So, Schwinn, you nailed it there. I think, you know, the hope is that, you know, Shake Milton can join Nas Reed as, you know, the other guy that can consistently get you, 
you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 points a game uh, off the bench. Um, but that hasn't happened yet just because I think the first part of the season, they were really trying to figure out like, okay, is Shake Milton going to be more of our backup point guard or more of our backup two guard? Uh, and then they, you know, kind of trial by fire figured out and, and talking to Shake and kind of asking him to be a little more honest with himself. Um, you know, I think they really realized that Nikhil Alexander-Walker playing the backup point guard spot uh, and, and Shake being kind of the backup off-ball guard um, has been really helpful, and he's kind of found his footing a little bit more, especially in the half court, uh, which has helped. So I'd say if there's any one spot that they really would need to upgrade still, I think it's just some more scoring um, off the bench in the backcourt. But when you consider, you know, in some of these Timberwolves teams have passed, like all of their bench guys have been so one way and that, you know, you had a guy like Jalen Noel last year who could get you 25 points on a random game. I think he absolutely torched the Knicks last year uh, at MSG, if I remember correctly, for like 20 no, points or I, something like that. I, he might have, but all we remember of that game is Torian Prince turning into Clay Thompson game six. So. Oh, that was two years ago. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. Didn't Julius had 50 in that game and it didn't matter? 57. Yeah, 57. Yeah, that was, God, I love Torian Prince. Missed that guy. Hope no. he's uh, hope he's doing well in in green pastures. Spoiler: uh, <laughs> He's black now. <laughs> um, give him some time. He uh, he's great. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I'd say it's just that. I mean, if Shake Milton can, you know, I think Shake Milton had twenty points or more in a game for the Sixers like six or seven times last year, and they're not certainly not asking to do that. But um, you know, at least be able to provide ten points rather than you know two or a really you know meek four. Um, in 20 minutes, you know, when he's getting extended run, things like that. Um, but to be honest with you, like the, outside of that, the bones of this team are really, really strong. Um, you have two of the best defensive players in the league. Um, you have two guys that can get you 30 on any given night, depending on how you want to make the game plan. Um, and you have two guys that are 40 plus catch and shoot guys and McDaniels and, and Mike Conley, who, who Prez, I know you're, you're very excited to, to talk about, um, you know, there's just not a lot of holes in the team when they're when they're fully healthy. And, um, you know, and I think it's it's hard for someone like me who's seen the Timberwolves make the playoffs, I think, three times um, since I was like five or six uh, to uh, to really get greedy and be like, oh, well, we need, you know, we need Zach Levine, bring Zach Levine home. You know, like there, there's just not a whole lot of that going on, I think, you know. I, I well, and some and two like a guy like Shake Milton said that he has never been on a team that has sacrificed more than than this team so far, and that's certainly encouraging. And I think that trying to make any type of move right now that would that would rock the boat, um, you know, now or in February, I think is is tough to tough to kind of suss, suss out right now. So you mean exactly? I, I, I don't think you guys need exactly the name. I, I don't think there's many. Teams no, I was just a, yeah, yeah. But most, I think ninety percent of teams in NBA should probably not be in exactly the same business. Um, but maybe ninety nine, maybe yeah, maybe hundred. I don't know. Yeah, maybe just leave them for the Chicago Bulls. Um, but do you? Um, so look, I, I know that everything's going great right now and things are good. And honestly, I I had I think I had the Wolves finishing third in the West. So maybe I've been undersold it, but I was like pretty bullish on them coming into the season because um, I like torture and I was like, well, I picked them to be good last year. This is the year for sure. Um, but do you feel like if they have a good, if they have a really good regular season, right? let's say they finish first, second in the West, top three seed, let's just call it that. Uh, 50 plus wins, everything is great. Is it imp- how important would you say it is for them not just to be have a successful regular season? 
but also advance into the like further into the playoffs in terms of ownership's willingness to keep this together. Um, because obviously next season, this this salary cap, or you know what they're on the hook for here, accelerates drastically with the cat. I think that the cat extension kicks in next year. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, yeah, and then you have the Jaden McDaniels extension kick in and the Anthony Edwards extension kick in. And the way Anthony Edwards is playing right now, that's looking like that's going to be a Supermax uh, extension. So um, is it is it fair to say that, like, even I mean, even if they advance deep, that this is just important to capitalize on this season for all of those reasons? For sure. I, I, it's more than fair to say. I think, you know, it's it's even it even, I guess, kind of further you know, underscores the importance of getting out to a good start, right? So they're 10 and three right now. But if this team was seven and six or six and seven, you know, you're like you're the Warriors or the Suns um, or the Pelicans, whatever, um, there'd be a lot more talk about trading Carl or Rudy or, um, you know, pick your player um, at the trade deadline, just because, you know, the reality is, is that it's going to be really difficult to keep this team together long-term in the future, unless, um you know, you're able to go deep in the playoffs and further justify a tax bill that that next year uh, is certainly going to be north of thirty five million dollars. Um, and they're going to be a second apron team, um, you know, beyond this season. So then that tax bill is probably going to be pushing 50 or 60 million dollars next season if they want to keep it together. Um, so obviously, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know exactly what the, the numbers shake out to, you know, for each playoff game that you host, you know, how much money are you making with, um, you know, everything that, that you know, is included in that in that Excel sheet. But, um, yeah, certainly I think that winning a playoff series is the bare minimum expectation for this team this season. Um, and when you look at how the West is shaking out right now and, and who they could play, I think it's it's pretty hard not to like their chances of, of doing that. Um, and I think that they could be damn competitive in a second round series too, if they have everyone healthy, just because we have a, a pretty good sample size. I know it's two series, but it's against, you know, two pretty, pretty good teams in their respective seasons of, of Anthony Edwards being, um, you know, at the peak of his powers in the playoffs and that he really just shows up on both ends of the floor. So um, yeah, I certainly think that that's fair. And, um, and like I said, I think that, I think that everybody in this organization wants this core to work long term. Um, and I certainly think that when, you know, Mark Laurie was the one who pulled the trigger on this trade, um, you know, last year that um, I'm pretty certain that this front office laid out to him like, hey, this is what's going to happen if you want to keep this team together and we have to pay Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards is going to get a max extension and, and you want to try to keep Carl and, you know, all the rest of it that, you know, the real, obviously at that time you didn't know that the second apron stuff was coming. Right. But you could, could suss out the, just the tax penalties. And um, that's obviously what's going to be most important to an ownership group that, um, you know, there, there's been some, some question around whether they're going to be able to complete the full sale. Um, but there was some news <laughs> that came out in Axios this morning that they're working with a private equity group to uh, make sure that, that they'll be able to complete the purchase of the, of the team by, I believe March, let's just call it the end of the season. Um, to assume, you know, majority control of the team. So obviously that's a huge question surrounding this team. And I think, you know, getting the second second round, maybe even the Western Conference Finals, um, you know, knock on wood if everyone stays healthy is, is certainly a crucial part of that. I do want to get back to the X's and O's of this team, but real quick, Schwinn knows I don't know shit about the cap. So doesn't Conley yeah. expires, right? Like That's correct, yep. So, so that's another guy that you'd have to pay to keep. But I mean, I don't know. His salary would probably be less than what it is now, I'm assuming, so. 
I mean, yep. he's made enough fucking money that I'm sure he, especially if they kill it, like I'm sure he could come back for something cheap. And you got to pay somebody, right? So, okay. And Kyle I'm Anderson. Sure he's gonna come also, back. Kyle cheap, Anderson. Man. Kyle Anderson is also an expiring yeah. contract, and and that's a guy that has also been pretty important to to what this team has been. So, um, I mean, next season, if you just keep the guys who have guaranteed contracts, the Timberwolves, um, you know, the Timberwolves only have 15 million dollars in space below the second apron and they have seven roster spots to fill. And that's before Anthony Edwards becomes all NBA, which he likely will this year. And that's assuming you'd cut a guy like Josh Minot, who has a non-guaranteed deal for next year and you decline. Free Josh. Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. Both have team options. So, um, yeah. So if you wanted to bring Mike Conley back or Nikhil, or excuse me, or Kyle Anderson back, like you're, you're absolutely going to be a a second apron team. I mean, I I think the, if they're willing to spend into the second apron, though, then it still gives you options, right? Like it, 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 it would be painful, but it would also be like, okay, you know, we can keep this together. Or you know, the good thing, the nothing's a good thing, but the good thing about being the second apron once you're there is you can't aggregate salaries, but you can take a gigantic cat salary and take back three fifty million dollar contracts or whatever it is, right? Um, so like you still have some options to like. Oh, you know what? Our depth isn't like, like you said, like, hey, you might even be in the second apron after you re- bring back Conley. So maybe it's like, hey, we don't want to pay Kyle Anderson and bring back these guys, but we have this trade available for Cat. Right? I mean, whatever, right? And these, we can get these three guys that replenish our depth. And Anthony Edwards is taking the leap, and we love Jaden McDaniels. Like, we're get, like, they're, they have, they would have options then still. But I, I, I get your point where it's and, like, and the good news too, yeah, and the good news too there is like, you think about Ant. Five years after this year, Jaden. Five years after this year, Carl. Four years after this year, Rudy. I think two more years after this year. So it's like if they do want to keep this together, you know, they've, you know, they're not going to have to jump ship. Yeah, it's just money. Like like you said, no, it's not like they're all you know expiring at these different times. Like some guys out next year, and then the year after that, and the year after that. So they've got some stability if they're if they're willing to bite the bullet on that. Yeah, and I and I think like, you know, just even if. I, I guess, like, the best way to think of it is um, they, like, this is, in in a lot of ways, though, I think you would agree, like, because the depth, they have actually built out now a full rotation, right? And it took a little time, obviously. You know, first, like, you, you had that, I mean, I think, really, you go back to, like, the D-low trade, and that kind of hurt your depth a little bit at the time, um, and then you're out of pick, right? So it's like, there's these things that they've had to overcome, and then it's, Wait, you guys lost the pick, right? In, in the not not the not the Anthony Edwards pick. The year after that, you lost the Kamingo pick, right? Oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the outgoing. No, I don't care about that. No, that. That was a good trade. That was a great trade. Um, no, the original D'Lo trade. So it's like you've kind of, and then it's like, okay, but we got Jaden McDaniel, so whatever. We didn't get the Kamingo pick. That kind of makes up for it. Uh, you have these things that have kind of come together, and and fortunately, uh, under you know the great Gerson Rosas, uh, who saved your franchise. No, I'm just joking. But he did do a good job getting Jaden McDaniels for you. Um, but, like, you know, now you've made this Rudy Gobert trade. He's taking some time, filling in those gaps. You have this deep rotation. But, like you said, like, Conley's expiring. Kyle Anderson expiring. And, you know, at some point, like, yeah, money's not ever – like, money's whatever. But, you know, like we've seen this with Golden State, right? We, like, they tried to put it off for a year. They're like, no, no, we're, we would never just salary dump Jordan Poole. Like, no chance. And then they were like, well – what if we just salary jump Jordan Poole though? What if we just did that? <laughs> so like I do think there's like a limit, but if you but to your point, like if you have those four guys, and as long as they prove this year, like, hey, like 
we can get to a you know second round, a conference finals, even a finals. Like let's, I don't think it's outrageous to think they can make a finals this year. The league is pretty flat to me, um, especially the West. I, I think the West is open. Um, I don't think there's like I think in the East that Boston right now is things stand. If everybody's healthy, I think Boston is pretty clear cut favorite right now in the East because I have real big questions of question marks about Milwaukee's up. But in the West, I just think it's. I mean, yeah, the Nuggets are the clear favorite, but I, I think their depth is really bad, and, and you guys you, match up well, and you match up well with them. Yeah, I mean, like if you want to look back at some of the matchup numbers of like how Jamal Murray plays against the Timberwolves when he's being guarded by Jaden McDaniels versus anyone else, it's pretty substantial how stark the difference is there. Um, and I mean, the Timberwolves like thoroughly destroyed the Nuggets earlier this season. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was and Murray in that game? I didn't even watch. He that. did play. Yeah, he did play in that game. Everybody played in that game. Um, and uh, and the, I mean, you look last year too. The Timberwolves matched up really well against the Nuggets, made things tough for them. And then you look at the the, you know, the games they played in the playoffs. Like those games were competitive games. Um, and you didn't have Jaden McDaniels, and you didn't have Nas Reed, and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert were both significantly less than a hundred percent because Rudy hurt his back right at the end of the season before he. Um, or, or excuse me, uh, yeah, it was right before he had the incident with Kyle Anderson. He tweaked his back in San Antonio. Um, so yeah, I mean, you have to feel good, like again, but like that's a Western Conference Finals matchup that you're, you know, talking about, or, or second round potentially, depending on you know how things shake out with injuries and whatnot. So um, yeah, it's certainly a team that's built to to be a really strong regular season team if they do stay healthy, and then in the playoffs, obviously, you know, their depth is something that. You know, they'll still be able to rely on, especially when you consider how much uh, playoff experience guys like Kyle Anderson and, and Shake Milton have. So, um, so how much are, like something that happens on NBA Twitter that I'm not, I talk to Sean about this a lot. Like, I get like making moves early, like teams just usually we talk about it in the context of like bad teams getting off guys early to just reset, but, like, you know, where you're like, oh, this team has already wasted three years of LaMelo Ball's contract. They should just fucking trade him and reset for real. Or that whatever. was my take. I stand and by I was like, damn, they can't, wow. they can't, you Ooh, know, this is what I'm saying. Swit, Swit is a, you know, he's, I'm not unfamiliar with the hot takes, but for, like, what really annoys me more than that, because I actually understand that, is when teams are like, oh, well, well the Timberwolves or play, uh, people are like, oh, the Timberwolves are going to have to pay these guys, so, like, no matter what happens in the playoffs, like they're gonna have to trade McDaniel's or trade Cat or something like that. And no, go ahead. I mean, also just like stupider than that to me is this entire like fucking NBA media is so broken because the season like literal actual basketball games <laughs> started happening, right. and they were like, oh, like the Knicks are interested in Cat, and I'm like, cool. Uh, one, I don't know if that's true, but let's say it is. I don't understand why the Timberwolves would like I don't think either of these teams wants to make a trade in season right now like why would they do that and like the, the Timberwolves did not wait all offseason keeping Cat and putting this together to just like not see how it works like they clearly are going to want to see how it works at the bare minimum and they probably want to give it the full season because why the fuck would you not um it, it's just like well, I, you I wouldn't want to because Cat didn't punch uh, Draymond Green didn't knock Draymond Green out <laughs> and didn't get punched in the head. I think a certain Knicks fan said that. Um, he so didn't they, defend his honor. <laughs> yeah, and so that was a problem. So uh, Carl's a bad teammate because he dropped 33 
uh, 33 and 11 and, and won the game for the Wait, who said that? in the fourth quarter. People um, were saying that it was hilarious. Yeah, I think that was uh, that one was courtesy of uh, Ashley Nicole Moss. Um, oh yeah, she's so. she's really uh, she has some takes. Yeah, she's got. Um, some. I, I I yeah I I don't know why anybody would be upset about that, and I also like I think people just don't understand how she, like something happened in the heat of the moment and people react how they react. I don't know why like I'd also like, like to I'd also like to offer that if Carl Anthony Towns did that. Everybody would be like, oh, look at this fake tough guy. Like, you know, he was in a no win situation. Oh, look, so nobody's yeah, trying know. to see Carl Anthony Towns fight anybody, okay, bro? I like, was <laughs> trying to see Carl Anthony Towns fight. Somebody. Hey, I mean, he probably would have gotten after Embiid. I think Knicks fans and Timberwolves fans can agree. He would have gotten after Embiid if Ben Simmons didn't make him tap out. That was a really there. funny. That was so that was an all time. And then was- they took it to Instagram, too, where it was like, you know, Talking think, about lions in Africa, and do, do was, you think they took it to like Call of Duty? I just remember that Ben Simmons cat <laughs> clip of "Who yeah. are you playing tomorrow?" <laughs> and then he said, "I forget which team he was." And Ben Simmons was like, "You have plenty of time to play." Yeah, yeah Ben Simmons uh, not playing basketball too much nowadays. Uh, right, but no. What, what the reason I brought yeah. that up is because like I was curious from uh, like just. The vibe around Wolves fans, whether it's on the website or on Twitter, like, obviously the vibes are good right now because y'all are hooping. Like, long term, is it kind of just like, you know, let's, let's, this has been a bit of a funky ride, but things are going now and let's kind of just ride it out. Is that like where y'all, because like, if I was a Wolves fan right now, I'd be like, Yo, don't fucking talk to me about the cap in 2025, man. I just, I'm already like that about the Knicks, but if it was the Wolves, I'd be even more like, get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to hear the fucking word second apron until fucking summer of next year at the bare minimum. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.